Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one ruinous smiting at a time. That's All right. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. Uh, and joining us again today, uh, sadly for the last time, is Phil Dragish. Well, for the last time one... this week, not like for the last time yeah. ever, yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he never wants to come back again. <laughs> And today we're going to be talking about minute 55, which starts with Gandalf finishing his line from yesterday. He said, from the lowest dungeon to the highest peak, I fought him, the Balrog of Morgoth. Mm -hmm. And then it ends with uh, Gandalf saying, I've been sent back. As he breathes. As he takes a... Dramatically. Right, like the same breath that you kind of see people take after after CPR in movies and TV. Or like drowning. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just don't get to see the eagle with the with the you know plates going live <laughs> <laughs> clear <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, I love that Gandalf lets a bolt of lightning hit his sword oh, I love the Thor thing just, all right all right and then stabs <laughs> the Balrog through the heart. Hold on, guys. It's Friday. It's not formal at all. So I'm going to have to interrupt you and just mention what I think in context of this whole scene. First of all, thank you so much for letting me use, you know, like choose this scene. This is the scene I I, I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy and grateful I got it because like I said on Thursday, I think uh, when... There's more footage of the Balrog. I got more happy. I, <laughs> I was so I was so satisfied with that opening with the Balrog fighting Gandalf, and to see this little like cap, this cap off where we actually see more of uh, the Balrog fighting Gandalf. That was just I was like, you guys are you, you know you're spoiling me, spoiling me movie, and uh, that was it was great to see. Okay, um, <laughs> and, and 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 now we can talk about uh, how magical or do these battles actually work because uh, the movies and the books try to be quite realistic and when you're writing obviously you have a lot of uh, leeway um, when it comes to describing things and Mm -hmm. you could just you could just write you know I I you know I killed him and it's up to you to visualize it for a film, especially something you're trying to take uh, really realistically. Uh, so what do you think of um, now? I can, now I can have you talk about the lightning again, because the <laughs> lightning and the sword, that's a bit weird. Like even for me watching it as a, as a younger person, I, I thought it was a little bit strange because it felt, but then again, they tried making it, feel like it's natural like he actually took it from the sky it's not like like peter jackson said it's not uh wizards with you know lightning coming out of their fingertips mm-hmm. right like there's no one throwing fireballs and casting yeah, big yeah. flashy spells because it's not really the way it's described in the books either no um, and it's really difficult yeah it's so difficult to understand how this even happens because uh what they look okay here's the here's the funniest thing i love everything that's in the book i think everything in the book is great except there might be a 
problem with the Balrog for me personally, because uh, as it's described in the book, um, it's only shadow, flame, of man shape maybe, yet greater. Mm-hmm. What does this mean, you know? Um, yeah. This could be anything. And we saw, you see, I, I'm sure you saw some concept art by um, Christian Rivers and uh, Daniel Faulkner, some other guys who did uh, early conceptual work for the Balrog. One, one or two of them was actually just a guy on fire with a whip. <laughs> right, um, which is silly. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. It's silly because the Balrog doesn't make any, you know, doesn't talk. He doesn't do any kind of, uh, does, doesn't react as much as just, you know, stand still, kind of flinches sometimes and makes a yell or two. And that's about yeah. it in the, in the book. I, uh, I mentioned when we talked about the Balrog with Crystal Beth that the Balrog's head really is like, is very much like a black dragon from Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Yeah, it, it, it really looks like horns. one. The way the horns come down and sweep forward and kind of point towards the mouth and everything. And they, they point forward in, in that way. And like the way that its nose is almost like a skeletal opening. Like it, it very wow. much has like a black dragon from Dungeons and Dragons kind of vibe to it. I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I love surprised. the way the Balrog looks. I love the way that it wound up. Um, I love it so much that I want to believe in this one more than uh, the vague descriptions we get from Tolkien. And that's the only thing I make an exception for because I think it's just so cool. It's so cool. And I love that they made him, uh, you know, T-Rex size mm-hmm. yeah. as well because because like in in the book it's kind of like he's kind of maybe you know 8 8 foot maybe at 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 most uh because that's that's the only way that Gandalf was would be able to fight him right in any like way that doesn't sound ridiculous but <laughs> but they made it they pulled it off i think they pulled it off and uh this works and I don't care. I, I just want it to work. And if there's any other way of visualizing this, um, I would gladly try to uh, experiment on that if if the occasion calls for it. I, actually, you know I really mean? love the uh, I do really love the shot as they spiral up this this peak and you can see the two of them fighting. I love all the the smoke kind of pouring oh, off yeah, the Balrog yeah, yeah. while he's standing here in a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so cool. We got the miniature going. You know, it's 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 Zirak Zigil. You know, yes. the, the 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 top of the Silver Tine, I think the mountain is called uh, one of the three mountains of Moria. Um, and uh, they, what Gandalf says is true. They really went from the lowest dungeon to the highest peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made some notes for this, by the way, uh, just because I I like the sequence so much. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, in the book, they said. Um, uh, it said that they fought for eight days, which is pretty intense. Right. Yeah. You guys talked about this, didn't you? I think we talked about, like, because we, when we talked about the um, the beginning, uh, yeah. we talked a lot about how they wanted to extend that sequence and, like, show the Balrog kind of. Oh, like, you guys, I was going to ask about the slime Balrog. Yeah, yeah slime slimy Balrog. Balrog. Um, but I think because they had, like, a, um, like a, I think they storyboarded them, like, fighting up the steps, you were saying? Yeah, they did some storyboarding and then fighting up the steps. They did, like, a little exploratory, like, animation work and, like, decided that the slimy Balrog was just going to cost too much. Yeah, uh, it's funny. It's, it's like, there was no other reason than it just wasn't in the budget. And that's so, <laughs> that's so funny for me because 
there's so many things that they omit and so many things that they change for story reasons, but they would have had this thing in. It just was too expensive. Yeah, I guess uh, one of the one of the storyboards leading into the fight is like Gandalf on the shore of the underground lake and two watchers in the water, like the one out front, are oh, crawling yeah, yeah. out of the water and fleeing as the Balrog rises from the water behind Gandalf. Mm. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. That sounds very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that like that sounds awesome. Like that sounds like a really like cool storyboard, like a I really just, cool image. I don't image know to where see. they would have put it. Like this description of the fight, I imagine. Right. But so like, did you guys talk sorry. Mm? Oh, um, um who's starting? Me? Who's talking first? Me or you? you go, uh, go for it. Alright, so I, I did you guys uh, talk about what happens after the slime balrog? Because that's an interesting one too. Well, like, uh, their idea was, like, he would slowly dry out, and then his skin would start cracking, and the flame would come back, and yeah. all of that. And, like, that sounds, like, really cool to, like, see through, too. Yes. Um, in, in, in the book, uh, he, he reignites when they get all the way to the top of the, of, uh, Kelebdil, uh, the, the tower on the endless stair, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I actually like the idea of it hardening and stuff because that that was that's that's something that they made up and I think it really works. <laughs> well, like because his skin looks like lava, so like that's super cool. Yeah, like, the yeah. idea that like as it dries, it hardens and cracks because there's still all this mm-hmm. heat underneath, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to get it find its way out, and eventually the the fire will break through. The the his wings will reignite. The the whip will come back because he summons the whip and the sword out of the fire in his being. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. Uh, I like the design of the Balrog in this, but I've always been more of a fan of that sketch in Saruman's book that we talked about yeah, a lot. In that sketch Fellowship. is beautiful. Like, Shadow and Flame, like, that, mm. that's it right there. But I understand, like, for the movie, it's... Like, this looks really good. So I like I like the design of it, but I've always been a little more leaning toward, like, the i guess the book description but not like eight feet tall like still big but also like incorporeal yeah like yes i i I would agree with uh yeah it's just hard to like wrap your head around like gandalf fighting like an incorporeal thing yeah like so giving the yeah that's like a thing that works better in the book than it does on the screen right like you you have like especially for the movie you have to give the balrog like a physical body yeah uh because peter jackson doesn't want to embrace magic being magical uh he wants to ground it so i like i like the lightning thing um because uh we talked a little bit about uh like with when saruman in the in fellowship was um changing the weather and he was like speaking, oh i forgot about that yeah he was like wow. speaking to the spirit of the mountain to just be like hey be a dick to these guys i don't like them yeah so i, I can't like, see anything except that bandage that's all i can see yeah <laughs> I like the lightning thing because it to me it kind of evokes that magic like yeah, it's Gandalf this, um... is like like uh, co- not communing with the clouds but just like cooperating with the clouds and asking yeah. like it asking seems like it for it was the, the power. Intention. It's like this yeah. kind of like Celtic understanding of magic thing like where everything like has a name and a power mm-hmm. and you you ask you ask the the clouds to grant you lightning yeah. and you ask you ask the wind to grant you speed and like mm-hmm. you you do all these sorts of yeah. like the way magic works and it just it keeps the theming of the magic that we see Gandalf and Sor- uh, Saruman use kind of stay inside the same bounds yeah yeah and it's 
it's subtle like it's not like in your face yeah. it's just kind of cool and because the like he has the the fire ring yeah like lightning is i mean not lightning quite is hot fire but it's, eh, it's i mean it is an avatar ish yeah <laughs> it is an avatar <laughs> uh it's the yeah it's a pure expression of fire's destructive ability mm-hmm. um but yeah i you know the the relationship between like lightning and fire has always just kind yeah. of been there they're always they're generally like related in like mythology or symbolism. Yeah. So I I, I like the the boost from the the mountain. Right. The weather, the clouds or whatever. Yes. yes he summons he summons the fire and, from the sky with the power of his ring and mm-hmm. strikes the Balrog I, down. Yeah, you guys reminded me one thing. I remember reading this and I remember reading that they went they were so high up. Uh, that there was that they were above the clouds, so it would have been a different kind of right. image. It would be like I mean, you could pull it off. I think you could. I mean, we all love uh, wind and smoke and snow, uh, but I could, you know, like I'm just in my mind just thinking it would have been interesting with just you know harsh sunlight and um, really uh, uh, terrible conditions with like really harsh shadows mm-hmm. as they fight up there. Uh, well, that's the difference. There you go. I mean, if and then, anyone and Gandalf summons known, lightning from below. <laughs> yes, you know, that would be even that'd be even cooler. It just comes, that like, crawls up, you know. That would be really cool. Out of the cloud, and <laughs> then it just spears through the Balrog. I feel like the reason that they didn't go with that though is because the Balrog looks so much better in the dark than it does in. Like, oh no! Yeah, no, no. The yeah, harsh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Harsh I mean, look, when the Balrog like, is like the source of light in the scene, he looks so much more menacing, mm-hmm. and he looks like yeah. a lot cooler. Oh yeah, that that's definitely it's a definite thing. That it's just a stylistic decision, and I don't okay. think anyone is complaining right. um, except me. One of the things <laughs> I think is uh, one of the things I think is really cool about this scene too, like the fighting of the Balrog, is when they start to fall off the peak. Like the Balrog falls past Gandalf, and Gandalf falls off the off the tower onto a part of the mountain, mm-hmm. and the Balrog keeps falling. And as the Balrog falls and his flames go out. Part of him almost like looks like it immediately starts to fossilize. Yeah, that's oh awesome! I love it. I I, that's one of my favorite shots. That wide shot with the you know where the Balrog is falling. It's not. It's beautiful and wide. You can see everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And as he falls down, the the fire goes out, and he's just lying there, and it's just. And there's already like bones among what you're seeing. Yeah, Yeah. like his wings are are like the the membrane of his wings aren't there anymore. It's just the little bones. Yeah. Yeah. It just oh, looks really cool. I I've always uh, dug that. And then uh and then Gandalf says that, you know, I was about to die. You know. Oh I, yeah, but before but I wanted I wanted to mention one crucial uh difference with the book and the movie and they could have capitalized on this to be honest because in the book of course he says um I cast down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside, right? That's what he says. Yeah. But in in the book, he says, um, the Balrog broke the mountainside where he smote it in his ruin. And, you know, it kind of causes an avalanche there. That's that's what it sounds like to me. And I think that would have been beautiful. That would have been lovely. And you see an avalanche start and kind of bury the Balrog in part. Yes. Yeah. Like he just broke the mountainside. Yeah. I like that, too, because like. In conjunction with Gandalf using the lightning, if there was an avalanche, like nature reclaiming this horrible thing and like burying it so nobody yeah. else. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm sad they didn't do that. Yeah. 
Right. That's like, why I'm here. It's just a, it is a missed opportunity. Because like this, this. Book but then they would have had to like set up like, the miniature to like. Like the second book, especially, is all about like nature's power and like nature reclaiming um, the industry or like evil of, you know, evil. So I think that would have been thematic too, but probably yeah, also no, 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 really no, totally. expensive. Yeah. Because they would have had to, I mean, they probably would have had to build several of these miniatures and set up some of them to like break. Yeah. In a certain way. Honestly, they could have just done a digital. Yeah. They could have just done a digital, but they they really went out of their way to do everything practical that they could. Yeah. I really think that uh, I don't, they might have forgotten that line. That That's an option. That's a, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, like if they didn't do the slime Balrog, I think this was, I can't believe they even ad- added this into the movie because it seems like most of the Balrog shots were pretty expensive. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, um, I do like that he broke the mountainside where he smote it in his ruin. Yeah, it's a very it's a it has a very different feel because like that line kind of implies that part of how the Balrog died was the fall and not Gandalf's yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. way more badass yeah. this way. Yeah, this is this is just Gandalf <laughs> I smote his ruin, ruin upon, upon the mountainside. Yeah, he he changed he changed things. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is just Gandalf being. Being braggadocious. He's just Yep, yep, that's right. Like don't forget, don't forget Legolas, Aragorn, Gimli. <laughs> don't forget. I Legolas. am a badass. <laughs> yep. I am You're the most of badass. Balrogs? I killed one. That's right. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I smote his ruin upon the mountainside. <laughs> so we have this this uh this um Gandalf's cosmic journey, I guess. Yes. Okay. Oh. So in the script <laughs> What it says in the script for like this moment where also I actually really like there's a really subtle thing here before we start to see the the galaxy. You can see stars wheeling across the his eyes mm-hmm. just before you see the galaxy start to fade in. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a really easy thing to miss, but you can kind of see them in his eyes before more of this comes into view. Mm, right. Um oh, before you before you keep going, I just wanted to say that I love that shot of Gandalf just about to die the 90 degree angle shot i, I don't yeah. know why it just like the, looks, the little looks bit of great. blood on his face and he looks yeah he looks like he's starting to get frostbite like yes his he's clothes are all torn fighting up for like over a week straight <laughs> for over a week <laughs> eight days uh that's crazy. but in the timeline of the movie the eight days thing doesn't really work necessarily well, I mean, yeah what's wonderful about the Lord of the rings movies is they never specifically tell you how long it takes yeah they don't dwell on the timeline that's what i love so much about in fellowship and you know like in fellowship of the ring um gandalf visits frodo a couple of times in the book and it takes Mm -hmm. about like uh, what was it 17 17 years yeah um what's wonderful about the movie is that they never specifically told you if it took 17 years or 17 weeks and Mm -hmm. it's up to you (laughs) and that's great right because it because it like satisfies both camps you know people like me who like it being 17 years and then there's other people who prefer the condensed version i think right but like if you were to call out that it took 17 years it takes a lot of uh urgency out of the beginning part of the story yeah and it, and it would be kind of pointless because no that that really there's no uh there's no point with uh mentioning it compared like you know because the whole point is getting you know what's going on with the ring and so uh just having someone say 17 years passed uh, right so so what uh so in the script for this 
this galaxy pattern. Yes. Uh, which was animated by, uh, it was done by Sony, not Weta. Okay. For, for really? That. Yeah. They just used their little Sony logo and just kind of changed it. Uh, Doesn't Sony have like Sony a Studios, Sony Studios did a handful of the, the anim- animations across the trilogy. Uh, well, not very many. Image works, right? Uh, yeah, Sony Digital, DigiWorks, Digital Works, whatever. Imageworks. Imageworks. Yeah, Sony Imageworks. Like, I think they also did the the horses on the in the Ford of Bu- oh, yeah, uh, Bruin and the horses the in the water. Uh, the stuff that doesn't look like it matches with a lot of the wettest stuff. Uh. Right. <laughs> uh, I think I think the horses were uh, digital domain. Oh uh, yeah, digital domain. You're right. That was a James Cameron thing. Yeah, you're right. So like, they, there's a lot of other like little digital things that were done throughout the the trilogy right. that weren't because what they just ran out of because they don't have the time to do it. So they just yeah work it out to someone else. And you can kind of tell oh, when yeah. it's not something that Weta did. <laughs> uh, they were kind of working their butt off, to be honest. Those yeah. Guys so in so in the script for this. The psychedelic journey that Gandalf takes. Uh, All it said was birth, death, cosmic weird. Well, thanks. That's helpful. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm sure because like he's story. He and the storyboard. Like, okay, and the the storyboard. Oh, to put like the, Zarathustra in there as well, like dun, the, the storyboard dun, is just a card. Dun, dun. So for this scene, when they did like their animatic stuff and they put the storyboards together, or like before the digital effects are done, uh-huh. they just had a card in front of the camera that said "surreal cosmic shit." <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then it would just be on screen for like a minute, That's and then go funny. down. That's really and like funny. back to what they were doing, just well, sur- surreal cosmic shit. Like they just never had, they just didn't have a clear idea for the longest time of what they were going to show. It just <laughs> surreal cosmic shit. That's like really that's funny. what they call it. That's what everyone called it on set, I guess. Like when they talked about it. Just, so there, there you have it. Birth, death, cosmic weird. I, it's, it's almost like simple. The, or it it's like, so simple that it's like obvious. I'm surprised they just didn't do like the galaxy thing. Well, I mean, they probably talked a lot about like how do we how do we want to show this? Mm-hmm. I mean, the galaxy thing is like a little cliche, but it just works. Yeah. Um, I drifted yeah. out of thought I mean, and time, and then you just show stars. This is the wheeling. most like silver. Well, that, well that, that's the these movies get. I feel right. Like, this right here. This is. Yeah, I mean, they true. could have done a. I was just thinking they could have done one of those time lapses where you just see a dead Gandalf on the uh, on the mountain, and you just see the stars just going. <laughs> so it's like you know, like how many days pass by? I don't remember, like a couple of days. Right, but and, uh, and you just get and that. And Gandalf that says that to lapse. him each day felt like an entire life age of the Earth, mm-hmm. millions of years, millions of years. Just like so, he doesn't he doesn't remember who he is. It's been too long in his reckoning. Yeah, there's a lot of snow piling up. Could barely see. And then he gasps and wakes up, and his hair is clean. Where is he I mean, when he wakes up? Ian McKellen plays he's, a dead guy. He's on the mountain. Well. Yes, <laughs> he he's still on the mountain when he wakes up. But it's all well. He better be. It's like clinical and like. It's just the lighting makes okay. it like the the white light kind of over him. Because it looks him. like he's on a table. Yeah. When he wakes up. Yeah, it does. I think they they might have filmed it like that. He looks like uh, he's on like a a cosmic morgue. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's on, he's on Eru's operating table. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, oh, oh, uh, go back to sleep. You're just going to pan up and there's just a bunch, the Valar are all wearing surgical masks. (laughs) They got the big disc light thing over him. Yeah. That's where all the white light came from. 
Because you know he dies and he goes back to to Valinor. His spirit flies back to 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 Mandos or whatever or to Mandos. And, yeah, the the halls of Mandos. And then uh, then he gets kicked out again. And Manwe is just like, no, you you still have things to do. Bye. Go go yeah, back dude. to work. Here you got a power upgrade. You killed Maybe a Balrog. You killed, you, uh, you yeah, earned, you, you earned your stripe. Yeah, level up. <laughs> uh. Also, you know, he goes back to Valnor and tells him what's going on with Saruman, and they're like, that's not okay. Mm. So, yeah. here you go, uh, um, Aloran. Go back. Because uh, I, th- I, I think that's his That's his real name is Aloran. It is, yes. And Saruman is Kurunir. Yes, Kurunir. Good job. And uh, Aloran is called the wisest of the Maiar. He is. He's pretty wise. That's why he's got back there. He, that wisdom is the biggest thing that we need right now. You need to. You need to go be wise and get these stir these people to action. Yeah. And Gandalf's just like, "Have you tried talking to them? Because they do not listen." <laughs> it's like, no, that's your job. Like, that's not <laughs> just, our job. They, they don't listen, guys. Our like, job is to hang out here in Elf Heaven. <laughs> so uh... I have to. I have to get them to do things by just being like, "There's more to this," and then just not tell them what I know because they won't listen to me. <laughs> they have to go figure it out on their own because of that rambunctious spirit Eru gave them. Well, I mean, if you just, you know, took a shower, got some white clothes. Right? People would uh, listen to him a little more, maybe. Theoden doesn't. Theoden doesn't listen to nobody. That's right. Theoden doesn't listen to anybody. Oh, you guys aren't there yet. I forgot. No. Right. When last I uh, checked, Theoden was still king in Rohan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That is a difference with the book and the and the movie, and uh, because I'm not there, I'm never gonna be there when you guys are gonna discuss this. Um, I just want to say that I think that the they could have. That's a little too for me. It was a little too obvious. They could have stuck with well, how the book did it because that was a that was that that because it it tells something. It it gives a message of um, because like in the in the movie, it's just a. Uh, Gandalf exercising, uh, you know, Saruman out of Theoden, and Theoden is this uh, ugly, you know, old guy. But in 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 the book, it's sort of like showing Theoden that he's been living in a in a hole and he didn't know it, and then he sees finally right. that oh, it's not so dark here. And it's unfortunate that they didn't do that, but hey, uh, that's the kind of movie it is. Um, Theoden. Theoden is one of my favorite characters in the trilogy of the movies. I I really love the way that they portrayed Theoden. So overall, oh, no, after, I really like. After what they that, did. I it was great. After after the whole beginning, in my opinion, uh, he's amazing. He's fantastic. Bernard Hill is yeah. great. Uh, yeah, my my favorite scene in this whole trilogy is Theoden putting his armor on uh, in Helm's Deep. So we'll get there eventually. We'll get there, and I will be you so better. happy. I'm just I'm here I'm here and yes. I'm excited about everything and I'm I'm really excited about that when we get there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully you will know where the horse and the rider is. Where the wind that was blowing. Um that's actually something that's actually an old poem uh, that Aragorn recites in the book. I happen to know these mm. things. Wonder why. <laughs> yes. It's like you spent 3 years of your life reading the books. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? I think uh, we covered this minute. I think so. Yes, like yeah. rain on the mountain, like wind in the meadow. <laughs> now, normally, we take our Friday to ask our uh, ask our guest 
about their experience with the with the books and how they got into them. You but you've, you've explained it. us, you've explained <laughs> that to us uh, across the week. And it was... Wow, I didn't realize, I, I didn't realize that I did that. Wow, okay. That's <laughs> cool. It's great. You, you know, it's you know organic. the story. It's organic. It was organic. It was great. It's a, like It's a, a five-part series. Yeah. Um, if you were to come back on, what part of Return of the King would you be most interested in discussing? Well, the Balrog's not in Return of the King. Right, no, yeah. Well, that's right yeah. now, so... Um, <laughs> Well, uh, um, I mean, like, I think everybody probably wants to either get, you know, um, uh, come take a big guess, right? Oh, I don't know. If, if I was going to be guessing. Well, you wouldn't because if it was, I'm sorry, go on. I mean, if I, was, if I wasn't hosting this and I was a guest and someone asked me, what moment of Return of the King do you want? It would be, oh, no, you, you bow to no man. That's my favorite moment uh. in that movie. Uh. Oh, Wow. Oh, nice. I didn't think of that. I was thinking of, I can't carry it for you, but I will carry you. Mm. Yeah. See, I, was, was I was thinking and, of, uh, of Eowyn. Mm, I love Eowyn, too. I am no man. Right. <laughs> wow. I guess I guess that just goes to show like uh, what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking of hogging the best scenes, like the <laughs> scenes that are most important like, to the plot, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm replaying uh, Aragorn's coronation in my brain, and my, I'm teary-eyed, because I always get teary-eyed Aww. when I think of Aragorn telling the hobbits they don't have to bow. And it always gets me. Yeah, it hits, yeah. hits me in the heart. That is good, yeah, though. I great. can't carry. I love it. it I love you. the music. Is wonderful too. Uh, I can carry you. Yep. And then uh, Gollum jumping around like an idiot before he falls in the lava. That's. <laughs> I also love that. That's. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if they kept it like the book, uh, Gollum would just trip and and fall, mm-hmm. which still would work. But um, I I understand what they did with uh, with the yeah. story there. But yeah, either that or something with Mount Doom or. Frodo. That's a good one. Oh no, actually no. Aragorn's speech. That's the one. That's the one I want. I want the one where he's like an hour of wolves, you know, mm. before this age comes crashing down. Uh, because I'll I'll save it until then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I also have always been a fan of the Mouth of Sauron scene in the extended. Oh yeah, that creepy guy. I've always liked that too. Ah yes, yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, he's 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 something. <laughs> he's gross uh well thank you for joining us all week phil hey my pleasure it's been really really fun it's been fun for us too yeah if people are interested in some other dueling genre productions you can head over to DuelingGenre.com. if you want to listen to more movies by minutes podcasts including matrix including minute. the matrix minute yeah. hosted by phil you can go to yes. moviesbyminutes.com and there's a big list of all of them mm-hmm uh, as always, special thanks to our Patreon. Just listen to the Matrix Minute, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I was making a joke and interrupting very rudely. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's all right. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. Hope everyone had as much fun this week as we have. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Bye. Bye.